The podcast is supported by Premier Knitting Club, a registered New Zealand charity and virtual tribe of knitters providing knitted items and fundraising for neonatal intensive care units in New Zealand. I'm Courtney, I was a Premier myself and I run Premier Knitting Club. When we donate knitting to the NICU, families are given knits for them and their baby to treasure forever and keep. And we always need knitters to help us. If you have family members or friends who are knitters and want to help, you can find Premier Knitting Club New Zealand on Instagram or Facebook. We've also included the website in the show notes. We love that NICU Mum podcast and are proud to support it. Good everyone, welcome to That Niku Mum, a podcast where we share the stories of New Zealand parents who have had a baby in a neonatal unit across the country. My name's Shannon, I'm your host. I'm still a little bit snuffly, a little bit stuffy, so just ignore the fact that I sound a bit nasally and a bit off. It's just those, the bloody change of seasons always gets me. Bit of, um, bit of hay fever probably in there as well, but anyway, doesn't matter. Um, today we are talking to Sarah whose son was born at 30 weeks uh, due to HELP syndrome, IUGR, and reduced cord flow. Uh, it was her first pregnancy. He came home in an NG tube, um, and he was born, and I think it was only May this year. So uh, he's still quite little, and, you know, it's all still quite fresh for Sarah. So, yeah, I will let her talk through her experience and yeah let's get into it oh all right (laughs) do you want to start off introducing yourself and your family okay so we've got a really unique family situation so there's myself Mm -hmm. um our little boy Laurie and then Laurie has two dads a gay couple Glenn and Jordan so they live on the other side of Hamilton yeah so we sort of yeah I got to the point I got to the age uh, like 38 and was like well there's no guys out there <laughs> so yeah we went down that road and just did in-home insemination to begin with before we worried about fertility associates yeah um and it worked wow that's so cool yeah so do you guys yeah. have like shared custody yeah we will do eventually like long term it'll go to week on week off sort of thing right, but right. we're quite fluid with it yeah um so if Laurie's having a day where he really wants his dad's or wants his mum, we'll switch it around. Yeah. Um, and we're quite lucky because I work over that side of town. So right. it'll be nice and easy to pick him up. Yeah. At the moment, we've started the one night a week overnight stays. Mm-hmm. So that's where he is now. Yeah. So it's good because I get to catch up on sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's taken a little bit to get used to it. Naturally. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> that is that is such a cool situation. Like everyone, yeah. everyone wins really, right? Well, yeah, we all got what we wanted. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a little bit spoiled because he's got three parents. So, yeah. yeah. Plus all the grandparents. <laughs> yes, there's so many. <laughs> right, that's so cool. So do you want yeah. to start off talking us through your pregnancy with him? Like, was it quite straightforward in the scheme of things? Yeah, I was so lucky. I was terrified I was going to get hyperemesis. My sister gets it really bad. She's had four pregnancies. Mm-hmm. No, she's on her fourth pregnancy. Um, and like with one of them, she had a nasogastric tube. Like, yeah. So she gets them really bad. Um, yeah. I was terrified. I didn't get any morning sickness. Some people all. are just like that, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first two trimesters were absolutely amazing. I just was overly tired. Yeah. And taking lots of naps. Um, it wasn't until the day of my third trimester started 
had a midwife appointment, went and my blood pressure was quite high. I yeah. can't remember what it was now. And there was some proteins showing on the little wee stick. Um, so we decided I'd go and get bloods and a urine spec done the next morning. Mm. And because I'm a nurse, so I was going to get one of my work colleagues to take my blood pressure. So took the blood pressure. It was like 180 over 90 or something. Yeah, horrific. Yeah. So it was straight up to WAU here in Hamilton. And um, they, yeah, basically diagnosed me initially with gestational hypertension. Yeah. But it wasn't getting managed with sort of the blood pressure meds they put me on. Yeah. Or my old lady tablets, as I called them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, so I think that was about a week and a half and they booked me in for a growth scan and yeah, I didn't really have any, well, I didn't think I had any symptoms. Looking back now, they're potentially, like I was definitely swollen, but mm. you didn't realise until I looked at photos. Mm. Um, and so the Tuesday, I'd been at a wedding in Waiheke and I was due to have the growth scan on the Tuesday afterwards and looking at those photos, she was a bit puffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like you say it it does quite often it happens so like slowly right so you don't really yeah. notice especially when it's yeah. everywhere yeah and sort of they were um yeah they were constantly checking my blood pressure and I was with work colleagues so I was like here yeah, I've got blood pressure cuff if we need it but yeah. I felt fine so Tuesday I went in for the growth scan and as soon as they pulled it up on the system I could see the dates that they have the estimated dates and I was like oh, this baby's about three weeks behind where he should be. Yeah. So I was 29 weeks at that stage. And um, yeah, they were like, look, he's got growth restriction. The cord's not working quite as well as it should be. Yeah. But with your blood pressure not working well, we're going to actually say you've got preeclampsia. You're not going home. You can't even go home to pack a bag. Right. <laughs> um, we're going to pop you upstairs. So yeah, that was on the Tuesday. Um. And I remember being horrified that my sister had to come and pack a bag for me and my house was a pigsty. <laughs> <laughs> it was diabolical. It always is, um, though. Hey? <laughs> and it was the one thing I was focusing on. And she's like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, I just spent, I just was up on E2, I think, oh. the prenatal ward, oh. um, which, gynae ward, which was, I have to say it was amazing. It was so nice, that ward. Yeah. And they, they were have, all lovely. Um, they've done it up quite a bit. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, the staff up there are amazing as well. I I definitely preferred them on that ward than on the maternity ward, like the, oh, yes. the postnatal ward. Yeah, I had, I had issues on that ward. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just remember being quite – I had in my head that it was just a prenatal ward, yeah. like pregnant women are in that ward. So then I went for a walk down the corridor one day and <laughs> – there's this like 90 year old in a wheelchair and I was like what is going on <laughs> then I realized I'm actually on the guy anymore yes. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay <laughs> it's just like so um, where am I yeah <laughs> yeah when I was because um, I had hyperemesis with the twins so I was admitted oh, a few yeah. times so when I was in there it was like it would be like me and then someone that had had like endometriosis surgery and then there was someone else in there that had like unexplained like pelvic pain and I was just like man this is just like a real random group of people in this room well in our room like we had a four bed room but it was all pregnant women right so it was quite the nurses and midwives were amazing because they were like 
they put me in the room and I was in one of the beds closest to the door. And they were like, look, you're going to be here a while. The second you hear one of those other girls leaving, you t- you bring your bell and we'll get you shifted. <laughs> Which they did. Yeah. So I got a window bed. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is cool. Um, yeah, and then what happened? Oh, so we spent the week, like they gave me the steroids, yeah. the injections. Yeah. They were the worst part, I think. <laughs> it was so painful. Mm. Um, and they had the NICU doctor come up and have a chat to me just about what to expect, etc. Um, being a nurse, I'd been in NICU briefly, but I'd never actually seen any incubators or anything like that. I'd just been in for a meeting. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I had a really lovely doctor, Irina, um, and she was sort of coming in each day, checking me out, because there was a few things happening. I'd get a bit of pain, but then it would kind of go away. Mm. So they weren't sure what was really going on. Um the Saturday morning, so at that stage I was 30 weeks, two days, and I'd had a, quite a bad night with a bit of pain, but it was a weird pain. It was just like up around my brow line, just sort of yeah. like an ache, I suppose. Yeah. So hard to describe to them. <laughs> and I had blood noses, which was, I was convinced they were something to do with it. And yeah. they were like, oh, I think that's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I never get bleeding noses. Um. So they came in and this is where I'm just going to pull up my notes because I wrote down what was happening on that day because I knew otherwise I'd forget everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I was on the CTG monitoring like it's meant to be three times a day. Mm. He was fine. Um, Didn't know he was a boy at that stage, but he was fine. And he just used to, every time they put the monitor on, he'd, Almost run and hide. So it's really so that. Four hours, one point, waiting to get a decent reading, and I was just like, or they like kick kick the monitor off. (laughs) Um. So then the doctor came around because they were like, "Look, we're going to do some bloods, get you some more meds, etc." And she was sort of talking about delivering and that, and I said, "Look, I know he's coming early, but we're going to make it to thirty-five weeks." And she looked at me with this look of disbelief. She's like, um, I was like, we're positive thinking, Erina. It's 35 weeks. She's like, okay, right, that's cool. And I was, like, I was convinced, yep, we're going to get hit 34, 35 weeks. Yeah. And then four o'clock, she came up. She's like, mm, your bloods are doing strange things. I'm going to do another stat blood test, but, and that'll come back within about half an hour. I was like, yeah. okay. She comes back and she's like, yeah, we're delivering tonight. Oh, my God. Because I, de- oh, yeah, I developed help syndrome. Oh, God. So my kidneys, no, my kidneys were fine. My platelets and my liver were going up the crack. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they went my 35-week aim. <laughs> it's just like, oh. So we had to, yeah, they wheeled me down to, well, I don't know, downstairs somewhere. Yeah. They took me down there. Um, started hooking up everything. It was a bit of a rush. Um, they decided it was an emergency C-section, mm-hmm. so I'd have to go under general. I always knew it was going to be a C-section right. because he was so little. They didn't want to put the stress on him to try and come out vaginally. Yeah. Um, they also, I heard one of your other mums talking about this as well, the classical cut. Yeah. And there's a hilarious story that goes with that, which I will get to, but... I'll just reiterate, I am a nurse, so I'm very much all about those things. Um, So they explained the classical cut, which, as you know, once you're in the uterus, it's the vertical cut. Um, 
so yeah they put me on the magnesium drip oh Ooh, that's the next level that thing yeah um it made me really really hot <clears throat> like they had a big industrial size fan about a meter away from me oh my and God. I was just red and what time yeah. of year was he born um so he was born on the 13th of May so not even a warm time of year <laughs> no no and I was just melting and one of the dads Jordan <laughs> turned it off thinking it was too cold I was like you turn that fan back on <laughs> <laughs> that fan is on for a reason were they allowed Although to be with you the whole time in in the pre room they were yeah good so while they were hooking me up with everything oh, I was down well that's right um and we were hanging out for my sister to come so she had naturally the one day she'd gone out of town to Auckland um <laughs> so they were I think I got the impression that they were discreetly waiting as long as they could mm. and we were getting regular updates from her as to where she was yeah um I think if she'd been another half an hour, they would have said, no, we can't. So she was your, so like, she... support person? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if I'd been able to have just a awake caesarean, I don't know what it's called, um, she would have been in there with me. Right. Yeah. But they needed to do a general. And I can't, I don't really know the reason why, but potentially because there was so much going on. Yeah. We were just like, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think we were in theatre about 10 minutes after she got there but I was really lucky my second midwife my backup midwife was there um so she arrived and then my primary midwife it was actually her birthday as well so he was on I know but she suddenly pops up next to me on the way to theatre in scrubs I'm like what are you doing here she was on her way to her birthday dinner stopped in so she could be there so it was cool because she took photos for me yeah 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 because she knew I'd want yeah. Glory photos. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really cool. Um and yeah, wheeled into theatre. That was bizarrely the most calmest I think the whole situation was in theatre. They were absolutely amazing. Um the anaesthetist, there was two of them, and one of them was just holding my hands, and I still remember as I was drifting off, her saying, You're safe, we have you, we will get this sorted. And it was just so nice. And I was just yeah. and she actually came and saw me afterwards and stuff, which I think Aww. that meant too. But yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Um, so I think 10 minutes after I was put under, he was out. Mm-hmm. Um, so quarter pa- oh, 14 minutes past seven or something in the evening. Um I yeah, apparently my blood pressure came back to normal almost as soon as that placenta came out. Not yeah. that it was a very big one. Yeah. yeah. Um and what happened then? Uh, I lost a better liter of blood, so they had to basically look like they stood on my stomach to try and stop it. Yeah. Didn't need a blood transfusion, thank goodness, but it was pretty close by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, and I was about an hour and a half under. <laughs> so the first thing I came out in recovery, and I thankfully the first thing I asked was what did I have because I we didn't know what we were having. So they told me it was a little boy. So cool. The next five questions, because I was so off my face on drugs, were <laughs> did I have the classical cut? <laughs> like I asked about five times in a row. And did they keep telling you? Like every time? <laughs> Just wasn't registering. <laughs> and I think I rem- I only remember the last one asking, 
I think I've asked this, but did I have the classical? And they're all just giggling by the stage. They're like, you have asked and yes, you did. I was like, okay. And I don't know why I was so fixated on it. Well, at the time, I didn't know why I was so fixated, but I think it was because I then knew that I wouldn't be able to try a V-back ever. Yeah. So it was obviously playing on my mind, but yeah. <laughs> it was just hilarious. I was, yeah. So Baby had gone straight to Niku, obviously, um, with his dads, and I went to HDU. Uh -huh. So I was there, I don't even know, overnight. Um, and, yeah, and I got to meet him the next day, which was Mother's Day. Oh, so that was quite cool. Yeah. Um, and I was one of those ones that they wheeled my beard yeah. into nursery four. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. As well, yeah. one of the smallest nurseries in Waikato. It's right down the end. And I, because I had no idea. And it wasn't till probably the end of my Niku stay, I suddenly realized that, or his Niku stay, um, I only saw that happen about four times. Yeah. The whole time we were there. Yeah. It's not a common thing. No. So, especially, that was really cool. especially not a nursery kind of three, four, or five, or six. Or six. Yeah. It's really, I don't the, think they would have been. first two that they would usually yeah they wouldn't have been able to do it if it was in five because that right. was like a little box but yeah. four yeah they managed to get me in and god you know, get on them park me up <laughs> yeah, so did they so say no. did they say how he because obviously you weren't awake for his birth did they say how he was at birth yeah so he um yeah the doctor was really good she came back and had a big chat all about it um and so he came out he took his first breath unassisted but then promptly needed help because um, he was just so little. So he yeah. was 1164 grams. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so he was a bit teeny. Um, and, yeah, he was put on CPAP initially, um, but it was just that he was so small and just the breathing sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, yeah. So he was pretty much just small, fine but small. Yeah, 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 as far as we could tell. Yeah. which he was he stayed fine as well so how long um, did you stay in nursery four for have no idea that's um, quite, quite a um a late nursery to start in yeah yeah they sort of put him there but then he came off that's right he came off CPAP after about three days right um I felt like you know this is when your baby blues are kicked in completely I felt like the world's worst mum because I popped in there one morning and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me because he had his eyes open and that was cool and, da -da -da. and then the nurse goes isn't it good he hasn't got his mask on I hadn't even noticed that his CPAP was off he had no oxygen or anything there's this face staring back at me. so I promptly burst into tears the poor nurse he was like it's a good thing I was like I know but I didn't really you're just so there's bad. too much to focus on there's like so much happening <laughs> yeah so he lasted almost three days off CPAP and it must have been in that time that he moved into nursery five right um, but then he yeah started desatting and working a bit hard so they had to put him back on it yeah yeah, yeah. so we went four five seven six and then there was a lot of um back and forth between six and seven purely because they were quite reasonably quiet at that stage so they yeah. were able to clean the whole nurseries like do a full deep clean and yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's always so. weird to me that six is the going home nursery. Like, why would know, seven be the going home nursery? Backwards. <laughs> I know, I used to do my head and I'm like, oh. six seemed like this elusive, like, sacred nursery. It's the feeders and growers and yeah. you pass and I'd be like, oh. We never yeah. even went in there. We went from one to seven and stayed in seven. Oh, see, so six, the only, the only difference in six, between six and seven, is there's an actual solid wall in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good because I was parting up against the wall, so we had a nice little corner. I suppose yeah. that's to fit more babies in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so do you want to talk Slide through your um, your kind of nickel experience and how you found everything? Yep. So, yeah, it took us a couple of days. Um, we finally came up with a name because we had girls' names sorted, but no boys' names. So we had Laurie, or Lawrence, but Laurie for short. Um, and... Yeah, he was on oxygen for two months in total. So we had a real time trying to get him off the oxygen, especially the high flow. Yeah. Um, he's the kind of kid where if you're going to change something, just change it and then don't do anything else for a couple of days. Yeah. It literally got to the point, one litre drop every 48 hours. Oh, my God. You could not go any faster than that. <laughs> one doctor mentioned it and the nurse looked at him and was like, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um but no I yeah I mean I was probably quite lucky in a way I don't like using that word when it comes to NICU but um we didn't really have any big dramas no major issues um it was probably more me not looking after myself so the poor nurses would come over and I'd just start bawling because everything had built up um they were really good at recognizing when I needed a break because I wasn't mm. so I was doing the whole um he's my first child so had no other kids at home thank goodness because <clears throat> that's a whole nother level mm. um but I was there from seven in the morning till seven-ish at night yeah every day yeah yeah and I remember one day specifically, his breathing was a bit fast, which he always had fast breathing. It was probably no different to every other day, but I got myself all worked up about it <laughs> and called the nurse over. She came over and I was talking to her and I just burst into tears and she very nicely said, do you think you need to take a break? Like, <laughs> pop him down and go and have a walk. And I was like, I think I probably need to go home. <laughs> She's like, well, yeah, but I just didn't want to say it like that. <laughs> so. It was my signal to you need to go home and get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I expressed while he was in NICU. Um, and I was really lucky having my sister around because she's got kids. So she was able to show me like the pump and give me mm. tips and tricks and all that stuff. Um, and initially I had really good supply filled up about four trays in the freezer wow. and they, yeah they talked about donating but because I was still on blood pressure tablets yeah. unfortunately I couldn't yeah. um and that was all good until I got it didn't turn into mastitis but it was a blocked up and it was very close mm. um so I went and used the good old cabbage leaves remedy oh, no. which is good it worked but it dries it up yeah so what had been my really good side then became my not so good side yeah um yeah so and after that I just sort of it was a really hard going to pump and stuff yeah um and it's hard enough to do anyway like when you're 
mm-hmm. not in Niku. Like pumping is yeah. hard. My hat goes off to something I I do it exclusively or constantly. Yeah. You add the and because he was so Niku and oh yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, and he was so little that like breastfeeding we just never got it fully established he was so little that even though he would be at the breast for half an hour we ended up doing test ways and he would it worked out he would get one mil for every minute that he was on yeah yeah so he was doing all that work to get 30 mils yeah and it doesn't help when they're still on oxygen like my twin b Bo, he was on oxygen for ages as well and he was exactly the same he just he was too tired from trying to breathe yeah that feeding never went well for him yeah and then when he understood how to suck swallow breathe the breathing would go out the window so he'd end up back at square one i'll forget about that but yeah yeah and it got to the point like i was getting really you know i really wanted to breastfeed but i was just like oh this is too much and it was kind of getting to the point where we were you know starting to talk about discharge planning and stuff yeah and I was just like, okay. And they mentioned, they gave me the option one day because I said, look, this obviously isn't working. Mm. He doesn't get enough, which means we're going to go home with an NG tube. But how do I get him to start take, being able to take it and get enough milk? And um, so they started talking about oh, the lactate, the little yeah. tube. Yeah. Yeah. She mentioned that. I thought about it for a whopping 15 minutes and was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I can't go home with that and a nipple shield. And be trying to be out in public and do all that. Yeah. No. So um, I asked them if I could try bottle, which they were actually really good about. Um, Yeah, I found in Waikato they are quite good about it. Yeah. And it was because I think they'd seen that I'd gone through all the different ideas of trying to get something. And he had his first bottle feed with really good results. So naturally I broke down and cried. (laughs) And I think it was, even though it was my choice, it was because it was that part was finished. Yeah. So I was like, okay, get over it. Um, But it's hard as well, right? Like you, or I found I needed to be told it was okay, that I didn't want to feed anymore. You know, like I needed, I needed someone to reassure me that it's fine. And because you lose all that control in Niku, even though I made that decision, I think it was a bit of a fright getting be able to make that decision and then yeah. been like oh my god I have to make these decisions once he yeah. goes home yeah plus added on the fact that you don't get to choose much when you're in there and you don't get to do much for your baby so to have the one thing no. you're supposed to be able to do taken away is yeah, hard yeah. Pill to and I mean the staff in there I full credit they were absolutely amazing we had some awesome awesome nurses um was Lissy and... still there she yeah. was my She's favorite so nurse we had um there's quite a few new graduates yeah so that was really cool um and yeah it was funny because I'd been there sort of quite a while and some of them knew I was a nurse some didn't and all of a sudden it would get around and they're like are you a nurse they're like that explains so much (laughs) and I'm like oh in a good way or not (laughs) Lissy Lissy used to like sing song to the baby so like Bo they would always call Bo Bew because obviously English is not their first language so they'd say it like beautiful but she'd always be like Bew why are you crying and it just like it's (laughs) I still say it all the time it just stuck with me she was just the best there is there's some they're absolute sweethearts um we had one of them Nisha who he would every time she came near him he'd put his 
face up like a high five but in front of his face almost as if don't look at me (laughs) I was like don't be so mean so we changed it from him not wanting to look at her to it was a high five yeah (laughs) yeah but it was cool because you sort of got those nurses and they were there for all those firsts like your bath and you when he goes into a um incubate or Mm. into a cot Mm. wearing ginormous clothes yeah for such a little person yeah 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 no he um yeah they were absolutely amazing there was a couple I found really tough um and if that was the case I just kind of retreated into him and me for that shift Mm. and just went with it there was one I remember his eye exam um and I was I missed the first one and like they'd all said it was horrible to watch and stuff and I was like well I get that but I also I'm curious plus I want to see what's happening so I want to watch the ophthalmologist was absolutely fine with me watching the nurse was like no you don't want to watch this I was like yes I do (laughs) she's like no no I was like no I'm watching and I'll turn away if I need to which I did at the one point I didn't want to watch I turned away um but yeah it was a and it was the first time I'd had her so I was just like go away yeah I, know I, I have want. a feeling I know which nurse you're referring to. If it's an older lady, it was an older lady, but I don't actually know her name. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I blocked her out. Aside from that, I, like, I, no, I don't want to. Fe- I have a feeling I know who it is because my friend who was in NICU as well had. They did not get along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never really yeah. had anything to do with her. She never. She never was on like yeah. my baby. It was just the adamant way that she was like, "You don't want," and I was like, mm. "I'm sick of people telling me what I do and don't want to do." Yes, like. I'm so curious about all medical procedures. I want to see this. But it's literally your job anyway. Like you've probably yeah, said worse. Exactly. Just not on your baby. Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when did you finally get to take Laurie home? 81 days. Wow, what a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a long time. Um, there was the – so he came home with the NG tube. Right. Um, at one stage there was talk – they talked to me about if I wanted to go home earlier when he was on oxygen. Um, they were quite happy with me to go home on oxygen and an NG. Yeah. And I think that was purely from the fact of my occupation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I promptly turned around and said, no. I said, my mental health won't manage both. I said, I can do one or the other. No worries. Mm. So I can't do both. Mm. Um, I don't want to do both. Yeah, and he was still, while he was on oxygen, it still was a bit scary because he still used to deset because you're looking at those monitors all the time. Yeah. Um, and he had reflux, which meant he would start choking and mm. coughing and gagging and then he'd hold his breath because it hurt mm. and he'd go purple. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I was just like, no. So we had a family meeting and I said, look, I can't do both and yeah. I'm not going to. That was probably the one time I actually put my foot down on something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Well, you got to sometimes, eh? Like you, like you say, it's it's not just about him; yeah. it's about you as well. Like I understand. Yeah. They know you want to get your baby home, but it's it's bloody hard. Bo came from on oxygen, and man, it was a pain in the ass having to carry that stupid yeah. thing about all the time, and he'd always pull well, it and out. Like I kept I kept talking to people who were going home on oxygen or who had been like Little Miracles Trust. Um, and their experiences and stuff and I was just like I know I can do it but yeah. I just don't want to <laughs> so yeah and it was it's Nikki's sort of that as much as you want to get them home it's that safe space as well yeah, yeah. like yeah but um we ended up coming off oxygen once we got on top of his reflux and got him on a metrazole 
I think we were off oxygen within a week. Oh, so yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. 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 Um, and then it was just his weight gain. So he was so slow. He was averaging like 10 grams a day at one point. Mm. I was just like, that's not enough. Mm. Um, yeah. But no, we, oh, the rooming in was hilarious because I was fully expecting two nights. Yeah. Um, after the first night, I was just exhausted yeah. and they came to me it was the lactation consultant and a student nurse and they came in yakking away and she's like do you want to go home <laughs> so I just thought she meant for a break yeah. I was like no no like it's fine and she's like no no like discharge <laughs> <laughs> I was speechless and I was just like today she's like yeah I was just like, she's like, you don't have to, it's entirely up to you. But they're really pleased with his weight gain because he'd done like 30 grams at that stage. Yeah. Um, and you can go home if you want. It's always and a surprise. Just, they always spring it on you. I know. So I sat there and I was just like, oh my God. And I was like, what are you doing about it? Of course you want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the realization <laughs> that you're going to look after this whole last human. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said yes and then promptly fell apart and tears. <laughs> The poor student nurse. I was like, these are normal. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I quickly, yeah, we got ourselves all sorted. It was really cool, though. Like, they're just so amazing when you get to that point. Mm. I went and grabbed the car seat from the car, his capsule, was walking back down the corridor with it and saw a couple of the doctors. And they were like, wait, does capsule mean home time? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like whooping in the corridor, which yeah. is echoing. Yeah. I was like, it's so, yeah, it's so lovely that they're all so excited. Yeah. Yeah. And they really, they really like care about you and your children and they really advocate yeah. for you and celebrate yeah. with you and cry with you and everything. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. And they were really good. Um, so I nurse for Rainbow Place with right. hospice waikato and so we know true colors really well so i'd seen the true colors team on board and stuff and used to yak to them but then it got to the point where yeah one of the um i think it was lactation consultant actually realized i was falling apart big time and she was like i think you need to talk to someone it's like yeah but who yeah <laughs> where do i go who from here so um she actually put me in touch with them but more from a professional uh, you know personal matchup yeah. yeah um and they were amazing so like the first thing I say to anyone is if you're up there and you're struggling just talk to the team about true colors and just mm. get them in there yeah 100%. Like, yeah having and someone to talk to who's not there every day and it's not very well kind of advertised I guess that there are people outside of the hospital that you can talk to and that they can help you yeah. to get in touch mm. with and she was really good um like advocating for me as well so when we were in seven we were along the wall like smack bang in the middle and I mean we'd been there by 50 days by this stage and it was just getting a lot like you couldn't just concentrate on your baby because there's so much happening around you um so she actually advocated for me to get a corner spot yeah when it became yeah. available because I've been there so long and like the staff were amazing at it. They were like, yep, yeah, no, we'll pop you in. No worries. Yeah. And was promptly shifted into a corner spot when it came up. Um, and it was just little things like that, mm. that just meant that I could either turn into the wall and just concentrate on him. Mm. Or if I wanted to be social, turn around and yak to people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he came home on NG tube. How long was he on NG tube for? 
Um, I think it was no more than two weeks because he pulled oh, yeah. it out. So he pulled it out once. Like he never pulled it out in hospital. <laughs> I think maybe twice the whole time. And one of them was when it was in his mouth. Yeah. Um, so then he friggin' pulls it out at home naturally. And of course that I was doing the insertion and stuff, but the first change I rung the home care nurse and was like, can you come help me? <laughs> <laughs> and then the second time he did it and I thought, it was in the afternoon and home care was due to come around the next morning. So yeah. I was just like, I'm just going to leave it out. If he's starving overnight, he'll just have to drink. Yeah. Like, yeah. We'll just do lots of little bottles if we need to. Oh. Um, no, he did fine. And we just kept an eye on his weight and he didn't go down at all. He plateaued a little bit, yeah, but didn't drop. And yeah, since then, he's just been absolutely fine. Oh. Yeah. And adapting so to home life well. Yes, yeah. So I stopped expressing, I think, two days after we got home. Uh, it was just, I was like, I, I, just like, this is... <laughs> I had every intention. I was like, no. As soon I'm as done. I got home, I was like, no, absolutely not. I ain't. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I even had the wearable ones and everything, but it was just, no, I can't be bothered. <laughs> no. And you know that for, um, like, formula doesn't have a rat poison in it. Like, you exactly. know, it's going to be. And I still formula. had. Like, I think he still had about two weeks worth of breast milk in the freezer yeah. that we got through most of it. I've got a couple of eggs there that I've kept. Um, and, yeah, we just popped him onto formula, and he took to it really well. Like, mm. we just chose one, and, yeah, he's been really good. good. And he just officially yesterday, we were given the go-ahead to stop his collagen. Oh. Because he's putting on weight without it. Yeah. So, yeah. How big yeah, is he now? So he is 4.7. Wow, so it's like four times his birth weight. Yeah, yeah. So he's actually like the size of my sister's newborn babies. Oh. <laughs> at four and a half months old. Yeah, when saying so, that, yeah. Angus, my singleton, was 3.89 at birth. Yeah. That's probably the weirdest part about being home is people asking how old he is. Because yeah. you know he looks tiny. Yeah. And I say four months and they're just like, they see the look and I'm like, he was born early. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I always but occasionally, well. yeah. They're, if he's if it's a stranger, they're two months stranger, old, but I just they should only be a newborn. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I just tell them his corrected age, and just if I'm never going to see them again, yeah, <laughs> I just lie. I'm just like, ah. no. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, but I'm my glad, home life. Is... I'm glad that mm. everything's going really well, and that you guys yeah. are finding your rhythm within your yeah your schedule a little cohort yeah that's a good word for it cohort (laughs) have you decided if you're gonna go back to work yeah I need to um financially basically um so I'm due to go back on the 7th of January right yeah yeah so it was lucky that um they give you that extra when they're Mm. prem which meant because yeah I was terrified that it meant I was gonna have to go back like two months early yeah I was just like, well, that's not fair. He's in hospital. I don't even yeah. get to hang out with him that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so quite lucky there that yeah, yeah. I get through Christmas. Yeah, Christmas yeah. and New Year. And then I suppose yeah. because you've got you know the support of his dad's as well would make it a, a lot easier, right? That you can you have that yeah option that to rather than sending him to daycare if you didn't want to do that full time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which is what we're doing. Um, one of his dads will stay home and work from home. Cool. So around him, um, so I'll drop him off when I've got him. I'll drop him off on my way to work and pick yeah. him up afterwards. And yeah. 
save on a ton of daycare bills yeah and then <laughs> you can choose when to start sending him to daycare to pick yes. up all the viruses yeah <laughs> yeah I know oh my gosh that's terrifies me um and especially because I got really sick you know absolutely fine the whole time you're in NICU and then as soon as we get home I had two colds within three weeks yeah of course it's just because you're not in, not in that stuffy room washing your hands yeah. all the time <laughs> like, welcome to them. the outside world <laughs> so I was terrified um and that was when we had one of our first overnight stays was because I was so scared that I was gonna get him sick yeah and have to end up in hospital but I don't know he managed not to catch either of them so good maybe maybe he's got a nice little immune system brewing there well my my twins they started daycare when they were two yeah um and we only had really minor hand foot and mouth and really minor conjunctivitis the first year that's good yeah but they did bring like they were snotty all the time but they did bring home rsv and angus caught rsv at a month old but luckily it was luckily it was very minor um but then this year we've had like spewing bugs we've had conjunctivitis like four times it's been like every weekend one of them's been spewing god it's annoying oh that's <laughs> we, awful we have been quite lucky in the scheme of things with daycare bugs yeah mm. yeah no it's um yeah it was yeah i still get terrified about germs but I'm much better than what I was when we first came home yeah like now we'll go to the supermarket and stuff that the you know depends on how long I'm there for whether the capsule's covered or not mm. like oh, if I'm just running in he'll be fine he'll be fine yeah and you kind of <laughs> you kind of learn like it actually won't kill them they're not as fragile as you think they are because they're no, tiny you think no. they're gonna break but actually they're, they're like the twins are a lot more resilient than Angus and he was full term <laughs> must be something in those incubators that pump it into the mouth. yeah yeah must be that dextrose <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well oh. it was so lovely talking to you thank you and thank you so much for sharing your, your journey I just wish you'd started this in like April so I could have listened to them while I was in the food. Do you know what I did actually, I've been thinking about it for ages and then I just never got around to it. And then I was like, I literally text my husband and I was like, do you think I should start a podcast? And he was like, if you want to. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Here we are. It was so good because yeah, I used to listen to the Kiwi Birth Tales mm. beforehand. Um but yeah, as you said, like there's just none for that NICU and the good and bad parts of NICU as well, yeah, because yeah. we know it's not all, you know, fun and games yeah um but yeah we just had we were lucky we had a really nice experience mm, recently yeah. you know there's yeah. still moments and people but yeah yeah that's good it's though good. it's what you need because eh? it's yeah it's yeah. hard enough it's hard enough it's it is yeah yeah but we're home now we don't need to go back uh, I think that was one thing I took away was that was the scariest part was knowing those doors were a one-way system yeah once we left we didn't come back in yeah yeah and I was like I don't want to go to the ward no no <laughs> no so yeah so that was Sarah and Laurie's story so they had a really really positive stay like Sarah didn't really have anything negative to say at all about their whole experience and their whole journey um and they've obviously got quite a unique family situation as she said so she's got her and Laurie so much support and so many pillars around them which is exactly what you need when you are going through the neonatal unit um 
but yeah, so I'm so glad that everyone is doing well, as I say every episode, um, but it is it is so nice to hear how well these babies are doing because, you know, people send me the photos and they're tiny and some of them are quite sick and and then they send me the photo of them now and they are happy and healthy for the most part. So yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed and we will chat again soon. Bye.